0: My money don't jiggle jiggle. It folds. Let me see you wiggle wiggle. For show. Cool. You've joined the buyback, where we play today's sexiest hits with (laughs) yesterday's dopest beats. That's right. We mash up somewhere beyond the sea with Mbop. That's today's sexiest hits. Mbop's today's greatest hits. We did an Mbop cover once.
1: the buyback podcast takes place in a bar if you aren't old enough to be in the bar you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast for the rest of you degenerates pour yourself a drink sit back and let's get this party started oh
0: you ready Uh, i'm ready hi hello how are you enrique what are you doing enrique you got a whole setup here
2: Oh, I hey, like uh, it. Looks good. Turn you up. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good, how are you? Welcome to Sunny Santa Barbara, California. Uh, <laughs>
0: welcome to shitty New York. Yeah, it's it's Alex, exactly where are you? Rainy, Uh, Massachusetts, Raining. Yeah. Raining. cold. Awesome. I'm my from breakup, Chicago. Right?
2: I love a big town, so New York is awesome.
0: It is, it's fun. It's uh sometimes it gets to me, be guys. a lot.
2: Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Oh, yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I got all my stuff. I got all my I'm making uh, dried fruit for my margaritas, you know. Oh, nice. And I'm nice. making uh, orange the core right after this. Oh,
0: dope. Well, <laughs> it feel free That's... to work as we as we talk. We don't want to distract yeah, you from yeah, you your, don't
2: stop cuz but... stuff but um no, it's good. I, I planned for this so it's all good.
0: Awesome. Nice. Uh, well, welcome to the buyback. My name is John. I'm Alex. And we are here with our new friend Enrique. Enrique, where are you coming from again?
2: Uh, I'm from Santa Barbara, California. We're about uh, 1.5 hours north of L.A. Awesome. Very cool.
0: Um, Enrique, we have like a typical format for this and uh, feel free to go on tangents. I will love tangents. Alex tries to to bring us (laughs) back a lot. Um, well, we're all
2: bartenders, so you know we're, we're allowed to blurt out and be funny and be rude and be crude. You know, yeah. be as
0: rude yeah. and crude as you want. So uh, let's start off with uh, what's your bar history? You can name bars, uh, tell us where you came from. Uh, you know, how'd you get into this business?
2: Okay, um, I started working at a place called Walter Payton's 34s. He's probably one of the most famous running backs if you're into football. Okay, um, for Chicago Bears. And the name of his club was called Thirty Fours. So it's up north of in kind of like the burbs of Chicago. And I started bar in there for a little bit. And then at the same year I also started bartending. So um I had the duality of both jobs, you know, um cleaning, cleaning the mats, being the uh la you know, latch key for the bartenders. And then I watched the best in town who were very fast, um, learned from them basically, and how to get fast and how to get good and from there i moved out to uh here but i've been in every modality of bartending you can think of from pole halls to family mom and pops to dive bars to the Walter Payton's was a high volume nightclub you had a couple other bars got studebaker's and america's bar that was 25 years ago that was very popular i'm not too sure if they're still around now I think they did change hands. Um, and then I've been out here now for the last 20 years doing my own thing and mostly doing private events. So I do a lot of private events and I work for um, Omni Catering so that I run half of them. So what I do is um, I help with the warehouse, uh, the, the bar. I basically do everything for them. And um, that's kind of where I get a lot of my experience now. So you add on wedding bartender, it's, it's basically 200 people right away needing drinks
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so um it's about for that it's about getting getting fast getting speed getting you know um the no line possible and you, there's always a line at a wedding so it's how fast can you be and then when i do that i work on my own business so my own business is called Reyes spirits and um you can find me you know TikTok, facebook instagram so what i'm trying to do is um the best way to describe it is that like I'm an anal perfectionist and like how much can we, how, how good can we get at our job? Like what's, what's the top level? What's the highest professionalism can we get in the liquor industry? And for my idea was to make everything from scratch. So if you see me on Facebook or whatnot, I'm pushing, well, you know, there's Coke, but can you make Coke from, from scratch? You know, filtered water, sarsaparilla, cane sugar, you know, Here you have like uh like a Moscow mule or what if you make your own ginger beer so I make my own bitters I make my own mixes I make my own cokes I make my own cranberry if you want you know I infuse and I can't legally right now but I do make liqueurs from scratch from a still and there's a I also have a tabletop distiller but um I'm trying to get uh sponsored to do that legally here in California Hollywood's a lot different I can almost do anything Chicago back home you can pretty much do anything that's you know the, the home of Bootlegging, you know, <laughs> and, and illegal alcohol, you know, acapulco, you know. Yeah. And, um, so, right now, I'm just trying to get it to where I have my name, which is um, Reyes Spirits. Uh, my last name, I'm indigenous uh, to uh, North America and I'm half Spanish. And for my history, you know, my ancestors made tequila. They started making tequila about 1530 Mexico. So, we have a long history of just making alcohol. But to do it legally now, it's a whole yeah. other aspect. So I want, yeah. I want, like, high-end stuff. If you ever walk into a... I don't know if you have Mo over there, but a Bedmo? Uh, do you have Bedmos over there? Imagine, like, a, a giant liquor store. Okay. Uh, yeah. oh, See, oh, like, Bailey's, okay. okay. yeah, Grand Marnier. Well, I make all that from scratch. So I just use, you know, fresh ingredients, you know, off the tree. Cool. Uh, Meyer lemons, uh, tangerines. Um, and then I use organic cane sugar, filtered water. And then I just basically... Craft my own decor, you know? That's so cool. And that can be from, you know, depending how many passes you do, it's from 120 to 100 proof because every time you add volume to that, just simple math, you cut it down. So 120 goes to 100, 100 goes to 80. So I end up with like a, my own limoncello that is not, I think the standard for Italy limoncello is uh, 18 to 20%. Mine can hit at 80. But you don't know it because I, I mean, we're we're experts, right? We're experts at the job, and I'm a perfectionist. So, you know, using cane sugar, and my lemons, and you know, I put a little bit of pith in, and I, I sit, and uh, what kind of vessel it is, and I squeeze it, and spend time with it. The best thing to do is have the sugar high of the alcohol. I can literally make 120 proof grain alcohol. Cover it, you know, chem- basic chemistry, bartending chemistry, and uh, and you guys wouldn't know it. so i i love the chase of of making that like how can you serve water better filtered water kagan water mineral water sparkling water what about the garnish what about the shape of the glass what about no dilution of of, all of of the water and you put crappy ice cubes in what if you make your own water put fruit in it or spices and it comes out later when it's dissolved i mean that's how my, my mind works. So I literally do that to almost everything I try to touch. Mm-hmm. And not so much in a catering, because so I'm limited by, you know, my boss and whatnot. But for my company, when I go into uh, events in L.A. or my client's high-end, Richie Richie's, um, money's no object. But when money's no object, then they get the best of the best. And that's kind of where I kind of tailor my, the, en- the end of my bartending life. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, you know, I started when I was 19, so I'm 51 now. So about 30 years on and off bartending, and then hopefully my, um, I guess, bartending career to where I can actually just be a of, of and seller of liqueur, liquor, and have my own name on it, just, just like a Patron, or like um, like a Smirnoff, or anything like that, you know?
0: Great. Do you grow, yeah. now, you, you when you do your infusions, and when you, you have your fresh fruits and, and whatnot, do you grow that yourself, too, or do you buy that from a farm stand, or...
2: Yeah, so I get mostly all my stuff local. So California, we have farmer's markets. In Santa Barbara, we have two farmer's markets. One on Tuesday, I think it switched to Wednesday, and one on Saturday in all different counties. So of each day of the week, we have, let's like, the town next to us might have one on Sunday. And then they have one on, on, on Saturday. But here's a great thing. So walking down, I sh- walking, walking down the street, I see this big house with all these fruits and vegetables. I knock on their door, I give them a card, and if they're home, they give me a call and say, Hey, I got your card. I said, Well, I do a trade. Let me make you something. Can I have your sure. fruit? They're like, oh, it's falling on the ground. My friends, we have apples, oranges, anything you can think of, um, far from the ground, and um, I use that up. And then what I do for trade, like, hey, you get Meyer Lemon, vodka, vodka lemonades, you know, and yeah. I'll make them back from. So I asked one of the servers to give me stuff from their backyard, and I'm I get all this. So what I'm doing with this, I'm cutting it up, I soak it in tequila, and then I put a flake Morton's flake salt on it, and um, I put it in a dryer, and then they they crumble just like a blood orange slice, and then mm-hmm. I use that for my drink. So I get all this for free. And then um, I walk down the street and ask people for it, and people just give me. And uh, there's also ads in California. Hey, we have too many fruit; they're falling on the ground, because what happens? They rot, and they attract bugs and and wasps. And I'll I'll grab them, the good ones, obviously, and use them for my infusions. You know, so that's kind of how I get a lot of my stuff.
0: That's awesome.
2: That's really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna, you you are so professional and you do good things and I'm going to crack a little white claw. While we
2: <laughs> well, I have a good, you know, California has an incredible Pinot. So I have a 2018 Lincourt Pinot.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Alex, what are you sipping uh, on today? Uh, well, I like uh, to drink. Like,
2: so it's up, up following the, uh, Angeles mountain range. And we um, have some of the best grades for wine since the seventies. You know, and you have really yeah. really European's bugs? ass on the, on the uh, <laughs> yeah. for wine since the seventies. So, uh, California is a place to be for good red.
1: Yeah. I, yeah, I was drinking, uh, I had, I have, uh, it was a Cabernet from Chile. So that's what I was sipping on earlier. But yeah.
2: Not, yeah.
1: But yeah, the California wine. Chile, wines are great. Um,
2: great Malbecs. Yeah,
1: the Malbecs. It's in a high Argentina.
2: elevation, 6,000 feet. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. eating dirt, red dirt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anything from Patagonia, those wines oh, are really Jesus. good. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. The using. Just there was no waste involved, and yet you're taking all that, using it for your business, all the fruits and vegetables, and using it for your business, and using it for cocktails, and that's awesome. Uh, all right. So, just the next question: When you're either while you're catering, working now, or any time in the past, what was like your biggest customer pet peeve? Something that the customers would do that are, like really got on your your nerves? Well,
0: well, well, first off, Enrique's high end, so we call them guests.
1: Alex oh, I'm COVID sorry. Yeah, yeah, what are your guests? Your guests do your clients?
0: <laughs> no,
2: believe me, I get the worst and the worst and the best of the best. Yeah. Probably with um, would you guys know when you're in a bar, and then you have a girl or anyone come up, you know, and then they ask for a drink, and then you're busting it out because you have you're in the waitress well, and you got like four waitresses and there's all line line work you got to do. Plus, you have to do everyone around you. And a girl comes out. She goes, "I'll take a uh, one old fashioned." I'm like, "Just one, yeah." Anything else? No. Make it. And then she leaves, and the guy, will be like, "I'll have another old fashioned." Yeah. So it's probably the because it slows me down because there's people waiting, and I hate so I, I'm book, I'm a you know speed bartender, so I'm boom, 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 boom. And I will get the same monkey saying the same thing over and over. And I just wanna you can't but like punch him in the face, but this <laughs> looks like going and I, you give him that look like i just fucking just made that drink man and you just you, i just want to you know scream yeah. especially if you don't tip but you know i'll tell you a way to counteract that is that i control the crowd so for wedding bartenders it's cool so there's no money exchange except that they tip me because everything's paid for in advance is i'll go oh i have a specialty drink and let's say it's a vodka um vodka tonic with passion fruit in it and lime and then I'll go one, 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 two. I'm making a vodka passion with two, three. And I'll go back five, six people grabbing. I'll grab the vendor. I don't care. I'll make 10 at a time. So it's different than a normal bar because you're, that's a paid drink. You make it. That's it. But wedding bartender is different where you have 10 in a row. I'll make 10 margaritas and I'll just pass them by. And that 10 person line is down to like two. And I'll like a vodka tonic. Sure enough, oh, I have that sounds good because I'm using, you know, my my sliced limes, and then I'm squeezing it with this big mother, you know, mm-hmm. and then I have um, lime spray, you know. Maybe I'm I'm using ice that has sh- shaves of uh, Meyer lemon in them, and they're coming out, and it's just it looks great. And then you always have that effect where it's like someone coughs and someone else coughs. Same with the drink, you got to control your alcohol, you have to control your crowd too. You have to know how to work them and just and say, hey, man. I'm, I'm ready to go i'm lightning fast you're slowing me down what do you want and i'm literally going come on go in this line no waiting and that's where the personality comes out i'm like yeah hey, this isn't costco man open up a line right here i'm like come on come on come on go 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 get out of the way and you really gotta you're not being an ass you're just telling people that this is where people are ordering drinks they're waiting They're slowing behind you and you're just being a a shit for doing shit things no we don't have straws you know why because one went up a turtle's nose, and they outlawed them and where my my county. So you can take a straw and shove it up your ass. <laughs> and what the fuck you want a straw too for a Manhattan? Get out of here! <laughs> <What are> you... <laughs> and we don't theory, have Red Bull. I think we get I think we get the shit from you guys. I everyone wants everyone wants a vodka uh, a vodka Red Bull vodka Red Bull for yeah. caterers. We don't have no one has uh, energy drinks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm yeah. like no. Uh, I we're pretty much. Track, I worked at a place that had energy today, drinks on the I...
0: gun once, but they it was gross. It was not real Red Bull. Ugh, it was bad. Yeah. Um, yeah,
2: that's like anti what I do. I'll make anything but that be now. It's like uh, every clear mountain dew, man. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so oh, over man. your, your course one. of of bartending, um catering, and everything that you've done uh we always the question we have written down is what is your most memorable story but like do you have any memorable stories feel free to, to for, wow feel free to pick a couple um just like stories that always stand out in your head where you're like oh i'll tell you about this one time
2: well i've been lucky to uh work for like i said walter payton in 30 and you know in illinois then i've, I've met every famous like jordan to pippen to Horace grant to Chelios to uh, Robert Hall, Greg Louganis, so anyone famous from Andre Dawson, uh, you know, all, everyone from a sports, you know, Lawrence Taylor, Montana, that they would come and they're friends of Walter Payton and I would meet all of them all the time. And I get to see all the shit that happened like behind the scenes, you know. And it's just, um, when you have famous athletes like that, you know, the, this was, you know, so I 89 and like 94, and then like I, I Scotty Pippen and those guys were gods, yeah. and they could do anything, and they did do everything, and that that's crazy, but coming to California, I do a lot of, and met a lot of celebrities. I'll just go through a couple. I just did a, uh, someone hired Youngblood for a private party in Montecito, so it was uh, 15 of us, and me serving him and his band, uh, Chris. Um, he plays over here for Youngblood and his friend Ben from uh, from England um, all day long, and someone paid him a lot of money to come for a private birthday party. I just... Uh, a, li- a little different, but I, I just cooked salmon for uh, Anthony Hopkins and his wife in the middle of his last movie, which was I think it was maybe a year ago, yeah. the virtual show. And that's in San Inez, you know, where, where the wine's from. So that's up the highway, 154, about an hour. And that's where all the wine country is. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at a party once in Montecito. And I think, if, depending on how old you guys are, but um, uh, Barbra Streisand was sitting with, uh, who's who's the big Lebowski? Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. yeah. And they're sitting, <laughs> like, very close and intimate. And she's she's gorgeous and you know baths you know she saw but but she's blue eyes and gorgeous and he's a stud and um his wife was in the in the kitchen but that's standard for hollywood you know like you have the marriage it's like a fake marriage you know oh. and let's just say that um it was very interesting to see the dynamics there but i was so nervous he goes i will take an aperitif and i didn't know what it, i was i'm like i knew what Apertif after was, we didn't have anything simple like that. We had little cups, you know, Apertif cups. And, and I thought he said something like, something different. I'm like, well, we don't have any whiskey. He goes, no, no, not And I go back, and I'm still starstruck because it's Bar- Barbra strassen yeah. and Jeff Bridges. And they just did, the mirror has two faces, I believe, if you know that movie. Mm-hmm. And and I go back and grab, I think I grabbed ups of like Glenn And just gave yeah. it to him. And I'm just so like, you know, the dude, man. Yeah, yeah. The dude. The
0: dude drinking. I'm surprised he wasn't ordering uh, White Russians.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have, man. Hey, <laughs> hey man. <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. But Michael Jordan, I was, I was at uh, the bar here in Santa Barbara, and I had an ex girlfriend. And my, I knew Michael Jordan because he knows my mom. We used to have a dog grooming place called the Fire Hydrants. And it was up in the burp. So all the famous players back there had Rottweilers for some reason. So all the bulls mm. and all the Chicago bears had these big Rottweilers. So we would just bathe them, cut their nails mm. and they bite. So they put a muzzle on my mom's short, but she's strong. So she would do it, put the nice coat on, shiny, and they love it. So my mom, when Jordan came to the bar, I saw him and I said, Hey, I think, you know, my mom, we used to do your dog. And he goes, Mary, I said, yeah, it's my mom. So, George, first of all, he's an amazing memory because it's yeah. fifteen years, yeah. you know. And he knew, and and then basically what happens? My girlfriend's there at the time, and he was behind the bar, and he famous parties for him, famous stories for him, um, making drinks behind the bar. Don't get a drink from Jordan; he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> I think she got like a vodka soda. I don't know what it was, but she didn't drink it. But um, gave it to her. I grabbed the beer because I saw what he made. <laughs> He left. I stayed with him, and this whole entourage is really cool until the end of the, of the end of the night. But um, that was cool because um, he was one of the ones I didn't see, and to find out that we had a connection and that he was—he was actually a cool guy. Mm. And I say that on the auspice of when I was working with Walter Payton, we were his staff, and you had to be nice to us. And a lot of people aren't nice. A lot of mm. lot of people are just fucking assholes, and some people are incredible they're incredible like the sweetest people but outside of that and talking to him and his, his bodyguards and his friends and he's just it was just a nice guy and it was a long memory that my brother and i shared and that was probably one of the best uh uh bartending moments of him serving me and then mm-hmm. and getting, getting the connection and knowing that uh that he was a, is a good guy and uh, people i know people talk bad about him but i, w- I would never you know i'm yeah. a chicago so cool Ah, Yeah. That's an awesome.
1: That's awesome. Um, so like transitioning, those are all great memories. Uh, but what's something like, what's the grossest thing you've seen happen in a bar or just about like, a like we've had everything from like, you know, working in bars, a lot of people get too drunk, throw up, uh, but we've heard a lot of crazy stories. So what's the grossest thing that you've come across from, your years of bartending
2: well i can't tell you most of them because just i can't because of yeah. people and you wouldn't believe it but you have to sign my venue is different. we have outdoor bars because i'm if you look at my instagram so it's like i'm looking overlooking the harbor i'm overlooking the marina i'm in some millionaire's house i'm in a billionaire's house overlooking 101 mm-hmm. in pacific so that's my clientele so it's all outdoors yeah i'll tell you the, the same happenings of what happens. So girls, two girls are drunk and California girls pretty much wear maxi dresses, the flowing dress, the sun dresses, with nothing underneath, you know, and that's the typical wedding attire. And a lot of times they just come in sandals. Well, I'm in the back and um, I'm taking a break coming from the bar and then a server grabs me, but he knows Spanish. And I don't know, a lot of, I don't know Spanish, you know, he's trying to sell me, tell me something. And he doesn't want to go over there. Basically what happened is that one of the girls picked up her dress and took a shit right by the dining tables and she was oh. fucked up. Right. Oh, no. And I'm no wipe. Wedding. No wipe or anything, right? he's telling me this, right? No wipe or any, anything in his best English as he can. Her girlfriend and them go hand in hand like they you know, like like girlfriends do, that they're fucked up, they're trying to hold each other up. Go about ten feet to the fountain. The girlfriend picks up her dress and pees in the <laughs> fountain, oh, and God. pulls down her dress and just shakes. And we have a clause to where if anyone does crazy crap or like abuses, like the bartender or like one of the staff, it stops, and then yeah. the wedding stops and everything stops, and you get kicked yeah. out. And yeah. that was one of the rare rare instances where it's actually in contract to where you can't be an astronaut you have to be nice and then that guy has to explain to the bride wife he just ruined their their rehearsal dinner right that was one of them yeah and that was 50 feet from the pacific ocean outside in a dining area um and yeah that's pretty shitty yeah literally yeah
1: so like for like stuff like that do you have to sign like ndas like non-disclosure agreements and stuff for like when you work like with the uh, bands or like at rich places or
2: y- yeah um we have two companies so the catering company is pretty much is all on you know instagram and all that stuff and my company i have a lot of photos of me like moby you know <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> me and someone you see it like i'm like hey young blood i'm like bitches you know yeah. He's like he's my height, but i, I for that photo, of Youngblood and Chris, the guitarist, like I, I down like that because I wanted to get the shot. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, um, you have to because it's like a Johnny Depp, Amber Heard world now. I mean, it's it's you gotta watch out, man. So the new contracts that I have right now is that you like that's why I can't say much because I've seen yeah. shit that just I know what the guys like. It's horrible out there. How, I don't. I stopped doing Hollywood because of, of, of what I've done and people going, Oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going to do this. I'll do that. A hundred percent of what people say is has not come to fruition.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People have the nicest intentions and they're oh, I'm going to help you out with a liquor company. And this is this, and you're great. And you're awesome. They say that because you're giving them drinks. They say that because you have good shit. They say that because you have a good personality, but in actuality, Hollywood is a land of sharks and and, th- and thievery and liars, and it's it's always even the lowest person will try to get one up on you. But to stick to your question, um, yeah. yeah, we we have mm-hmm. to now with the new clients that we're trying to get now. I mean, I, there's some that I can't tell you, like I said, or work for because that's just how it is. We yeah. like that's part of it. So no photos. No drones you know no no Instagram no social media and that's part of the bargaining chip too so they want someone who's gonna keep their mouth shut they want someone who is um, is uh, not going to do the dirty ditch you know also you want to go back as soon as you find someone that is gonna say oh my god well you know blah 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 does this or you know like you know Batman did this and, you know, it's it's not good because as much as is a small town here in Hollywood, social media is, is smaller and faster.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know? So, yeah, there has to be that signed. And I, and that's part of the contract. Yeah. Especially for the big. So what, what we're dealing with now, who I'm... The famous comedian we're trying to get now, who's female, um, we're trying to... I'm trying to get my company now to bartend a grand opening for a new house. So um, stuff like that, you can't, you know, you can, unfortunately there's no social media, you Yeah, know. Yeah. I'll yeah. ask for a reference if they're, if they're nice enough yeah. to do that. And that's the only thing I'm yeah. like, holy shit. But if you look at the list of people I've worked for, if you look at the list of celebrities I've had photos with and that I've done cooked, I also, you know, chef and cook and do everything else and bake <laughs> for people. Um, it's huge. So that should speak volume by itself instead of going, Here's me and Kevin
0: Hart, bitches. Hey Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately it's time for a good old fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. Hey John, what do you got there? This is an Austin East cider. Is that from Texas? It is, I bet you can't guess from where. East Austin. Well, I think it's just Austin. What's your favorite thing about a cider, Alex?
1: How crisp it is on the
0: tongue. I like the little bit of sugar it gives you. So it's not only just a really good tasting drink, but you get a little boost of energy as well. Right now I'm holding the limited release cranberry cider. It's delicious. I'm gonna pour it on top of my turkey.
1: Mm, I'm okay, I'm gonna do that.
0: I mean, you can do what you're gonna do. I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. That's fair.
1: Alright, let's cheers to Austin East cheers joining to... the Buyback
0: Family. Cheers to Austin East. And we are back. <laughs> Well, talking about the job, I I guess that can take us to the next. Uh, If you could have your – and you've already kind of touched on this, but if you could have your dream bar to work at or to own, it sounds like at this point in your career you would love to just, like, own and run a place. What would be, like, the concept of your dream bar or restaurant? Good
2: one. I was waiting for this. I was waiting for this. So, you know, being from Chicago, I've designed – it's really cool, actually – and it's I designed like a speakeasy to where let me start by this so I got caught doing 150 on my motorcycle and I slowed down for the cop to give me because I was running out of gas I thought it just you know I stuttered so in I had to do community service how about that I had to do community service north Chicago it's it's a it's a it's a place called a Chevy Chase country club but it's not after after the actor comedian it was one of al capone's own henchmen's bar it's it's like a country club and they have this 20 foot revolving wooden dance floor and moves you know it's really cool yeah and i'm just farting around i you're supposed to clean uh, i'm looking at everything and i i move the drapes and i look down and there's steps down and it takes me down to these tunnels that are almost like the hobbit they're round and they have these giant steel doors they're like i'm, I'm 200 pounds you know you know, I'm kind of fitting, I'm pushing these bars and I could barely move and then they lock, but it's a one way lock where they locked, it have to be welded, they have to be a cut cut open. I realized that each little room had stairs to nothing and then it had a cement area, that a boiler that cemented over. I realized that these tunnels were used by Al Capone's men to gamble, to bootleg, to do all the stuff, right? And then they had um a further history they had a whole road tunnel going out to the main highway so you see why they never get caught because they had these tunnels and, and and just went and got we got lost and the cops were left behind they couldn't get in so um based on that i wanted to design this bar to where so imagine you have an old front and it's wood and it's bored up like 1920s and you go down an escalator right and before you get on an escalator, you use your phone and, 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 and you click it. And let's say you and your, you guys want to go to my bar and you'll get sent a speakeasy password mm-hmm. and then you click on it and it opens up the escalator. You go down, but there's a big guy there. You got to verbally, and that's the whole fun of it, right? We're verbally going. So I want it to be like a 1920s bar, right? But not 1920s, well, 1920s Chicago, right? But imagine 1920s England, which is completely different than 1920s. Barbados, you know, Spain, where my family's from, it's different than, I'm sorry, um, um, Argentina, it's different than, like, Africa, so 1920 period bars all around the world and have multiple rooms decked out in periods up with the matching drinks.
0: That's cool. So
2: I want to do something like that. Oh, my God, 1920 Antarctica, I don't care if it's a hut, guess what? The fuck is going to be 20 below, man. Okay, put a fucking polar Bell right there. You are not wearing your fucking bikini, man. You better wear your parka. So then you wear your parkas. And so you change it. You get mittens. And what are you having? You're having like hot cider, man, with uh Everclear in it. You know something that I made. So then it changes. Let's say it's in the middle of nowhere. There's a rainforest in Africa, right? And it's a fucking bamboo hut. Well, guess what, man? You're having like uh, guava martinis. Ooh. You know with you know passion yeah. fruit or whatever's local. Uh, uh sugar cane drizzle on top of it. So so you change, you know, so it's just like a high exclusive area to where you have different moves of nineteen twenties, speakeasy type um things. And then when you leave you just go at the fucking exit and it's it's an alleyway and that's it. And you're fucked nice. if you can Love <laughs> you can't walk to go the rock yeah. <laughs> it. I, Love something it. like that. And what the great thing about this is that I can have all, all my wear there. You know, like all my like bar, all my bar stuff that I use, everything that I use is, uh, you know, is black, you know. Um, but I had an idea, too, for, since I make alcohol, I, and, and I say this a lot, people don't like the idea, but imagine, like, an iceless society. So since I make my own bitters and my own juices and my own alcohol, whenever you add coldness to, like, an ice cube, you're diluting it. And it's basic chemistry, you're diluting it, and you, the people like that. They don't want to be alcoholics and drink straight whiskey. That's the whole uh, part of drinking, uh, like, a, a Manhattan or no fashion, but there's ways not to dilute it. And for me, when you use alcohol, when you make shit like mine, normal bars fine. It's shit, Malibu rum. It's chemically, uh, made artificial flavor. It's a cheap whale shit. Fine. Long Island iced tea needs it just to control the drink. I get that. But when it's ma- my stuff and it's all made from scratch, um, there's ways to do that, and how you do that is by using metal cups, metal cups that are double walled with handles, because then you're never gonna get the basic thermal conduction of it of heating it up, right? My liquor and my concoctions and all my juices are also frozen, right? So it has a longer chance of staying cold all the time. But then there's a little trough in front of you that has revolving, um, cold water. You ever see like uh, at a affair with the ducks? You put the fishing pole out. And the Dutch use the magnet like that. Imagine that moving all the time. And then there's like uh, these little troughs going there like that. And then I'm over there, and you ordered a uh, a mai tai. And here comes this little trough like this, right? And the trough is cold with frozen water, right? And you pick it up and you're drinking, and you can the water's going to go by, but it's cold and it's always cold because you're taking a metal cup of frozen liquor and it's in an ice bath a river ice bath there's never a time to where ice cream can be used and dilute the product in that case specifically i see an idea for my bar to where we never um we never disrespect the spirits and coming from a distiller view you can kind of see that any other bar any other situation yeah you need ice it's just what it is it's for volume you know and i'm not talking huge drinks too i'm talking you know if he has four ounces of ice and i have product over here the drinks are like here because it's pure alcohol but it's cold you know and uh that is probably one of the better aspects that i thought of for the bar that i would like you know iceless system you know yeah that's yeah. awesome that's really so
0: cool.
1: that and that's a good uh, segue into the next question is that so what's your favorite drink and what, how do you make it? So like, if you had to choose one, what's your go-to drink and how do you like it made?
2: Probably, it's a it's a corn-based Kentucky whiskey. That's a hundred proof. And what I do, I use uh, black cherries in the mix and I infuse that. So if I make that, and then I put into an American oak barrel that's already burned with sugar if you get an oak barrel and you and you keep like preserves in it like from a, either from a sweet wine or just a fruit take it out when you put the whiskey in there it's gonna it's gonna change the body of the whiskey so you have a whiskey that's kind of sweet already and it's gonna take on the charred flavor from the barrel that's why they char them, you know And then you have the sweetness from whatever's in there. And then you also have the acid for the tannins coming out. That's kind of how they, that's why they store, um, wine or a liquor in different types. You know, there's Hungarian, there's French, there's American, Oak, you know, these other types of wood or stainless steel stainless steel has no change whatsoever. You just have to wait and look at the oxidation process of any air gets in. So it's a tight complete system when you use stainless steel. So, um, it would be a Kentucky-based whiskey that I use uh, dark sweet cherries in, and then um, what I make is a burnt walnut uh, bitters. So I'm basically making an old fashioned. So I'm using uh, like two two ounces of my um, cherry dark cherry Kentucky-based whiskeys, corn-based sweet, and then I'm adding um, uh, toasted walnuts uh bitters that i make i i have actually a toasted pecan bitters right here which is really cool you know some of this i brought down here has been sitting for years and um so something like this you know it's like 12 different herbs i started the 80 proof vodka base some people use whiskey but um when you get down to that level people can't really tell because they want the um, infusion process like a 100 proof but you can't tell if i use 60 or 100 it's the same process but um probably an old-fashioned made from those two um spirits is probably a good it's a good mix you know yeah yeah
1: if you're going to like just a regular bar what do you order just out of curiosity like if yeah like
2: just, ah, I just why i'm just curious well, I, I think someone posted that on, on the facebook bartending I, I, it's 99.9 percent of the time i go to some of these craft bars and they stuck Like, I don't need to wait 10 minutes for you in an apron to make me a fucking drink that is shitty. And I I don't go out to bars because if you can't make that same fucking drink in 30 seconds that it takes you at five minutes and can't be better, fuck off, you know. Because I'm a purist and a a perfectionist, and if you can make it better than me, hats off to you. But most of the time I go out and I'm disappointed because it just might be some... nine. 21 year old depending what the laws are in your state you know girl just making a drink and it's just fucking horrible man we're using not not good stuff i do like margaritas blue agave margaritas uh probably classic so just uh limes like salts um if they have a lime spray on the top so just uh i can taste it you know people forget too that you know like it can be an up because it's, it's just like like cats, man. As soon as you get cold food, your taste buds are numbed. So they want warm food. So like with humans and us, you know, that's why I'm like kind of anti-ice. But with whiskeys, you got to be particular on, or, or margaritas, tequilas. If you ever have a margarita up in classic, you want it not cold because you want to respect the spirit. You want to see what the distiller is put inside. And it's hard to do that when your taste buds are being blocked 50%. So probably an up blue agave, uh, classic margarita, a nice fine orange liqueur, if possible. And I'm good, you know, one or two of those and you're gone, you know.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, So now's the time to like shout out your favorite bars to visit. If you're going out, doesn't matter if if you're in Santa Barbara, if you're in Chicago, uh, if you're traveling the world, where are you going? What are your favorite bars to visit? Um, what places have left an impression on you that you would recommend for travelers out there?
2: Uh, I haven't been around much except, you know, Chicago and the places are gone and, and, and here in Santa Barbara. Um, I think there's one in town. Um, I think it's called the lion. They're a mixed uh, craft cocktail bar that I, I think I did a couple, I did a contest uh, for, and they're, they they were not too bad. The guys know their shit. Like it's, it's, I think when you start talking to the bartenders and actually speak the same language, they might they kind of respect you the more and understand yeah. that, hey, I'm, I'm making it for mom, soccer mom, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, there were a couple of diet bars that no one knew about, which we try to keep that way, but it might be gone. So Elsie's was a bar in town that the locals knew. And imagine going outside like Salvation Army and getting your furniture and like shit, like, you know, and putting it up they have that type of bar there with like all licenses and like motorcycle parts is on the wall and then like a pac-man you know the pac-man that you sit you sit out and then it's short and the glass top and you the joysticks on the other side too so it switches Uh, uh, mm -hmm. they had one of those right by the bathroom so that ambience of a bar um and another bar unfortunately it's not here, is. uh where I'm, it's about 20 minutes away in Hollister. It's no longer up there in Goleta. I think it was called uh, the Victoria. Same thing. Old classic furniture, all mismatched crap, nothing matched. Old 70s gold fake lights coming down that's too farly dimmed. (laughs) It's just like ashtrays. can't smoke in Santa Barbara <laughs> why just
0: like no, the, there. the ash is still bit. there from the 80s the yeah, 90s. Should, yeah. Yeah.
2: you know the ones that you press and it spins it opens up and it sucks it in like yeah. cool shit you can't find on eBay or if it is it's fucking selling sell it for 200 bucks you know yeah so yeah. like all that coasters yeah. like you know like old coasters that people would buy in bulk and like what the fuck Schlitz <laughs> like what <laughs> old Milwaukee I'm like yeah. what love it take this shit. yeah yeah. I, I. It doesn't matter the drinks so much because, like I said, like I'm an asshole. I'm, I'm, a, I'm disappointed, and maybe it's I'm I'm it's me projecting that or the prelude to not be happy because um, because of what I do. But I like the ambiance more. You know, the cool old retro. I don't give a shit. There's popcorn on the floor. You know, the vacuum. and uh, The um, the carpet's nice, but it has been vacuumed so much there's a worn area, but it's brand new underneath I mean, that table no one uses. Like that's that you know, velvet Elvis painting and the Lady of the Brahma Bowl, like you know <laughs> <laughs> the, the ambience of the bar is probably better for me. So I'm not I'm not the best one to uh no, That's keep kind
1: that we're wrapping up, but uh you talked a little bit in the beginning about your business and everything. Is there anything else you wanna Uh, mention, maybe like, uh, what, what are the, um, handles you use for like Instagram and Facebook, like that people can find you at,
2: um, I use my name Reyes spirits, which is, um, R E Y E S and S B I R R T S. And used to be called, um, raise liquor. And then someone said, well, you're like, you're good at what you do. And you're raising people's spirits. I'm like, Oh yeah. Spirits is another name for alcohol. So I wanted to raise spirits. And, um, if you yes. look at my like Facebook or Instagram or Tinder, I'm sorry, Tinder, <laughs> <laughs> we, got grinder we, can, we can look out. at, we can do that too. I love <laughs> it. We'll find you Grindr. on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, just that, you know, I make, you know, right now legally I can do, uh, like if a local party, I do bitters, you know, I'm about to do bitters, you know, little black bottles, um, two ounces, like four ounce bitters. Um, I make stuff kind of, um, The best that I can, as in, like, something that I would want. Like, I don't give out what I I wouldn't serve myself, you know. So I'll make a lot of bitters. I make a lot of juices. You know, for my company, I won't stop at anything to try to uh, make the best um, bar possible. Perfect. Awesome.
0: Well, thank you so so much
2: for joining us. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, You guys are awesome.
1: Here at The Buyback, one of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule.
0: Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around.
1: John, do you have a bar rule for me this week? Nope. Okay.
0: (laughs) Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at TheBuyback, on Instagram at TheBuybackPodcast, or email us at TheBuybackPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. And I think that if you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do uh, to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well. And we'll see you next time.